0: Alright guys, what's up? Today we are going to talk a little bit about not feeling like we are good enough. Or even just that thought process when we first start that maybe we can't do something. And yesterday a video was being shared around and it was an acceptance speech from Chris Pratt. And I'm going to quote that for you guys real quick, or at least the part that I really took something away from. Number three, don't be a turd. If you're strong, be a protector, and if you're smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, and do not wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. And I think this is a really important point. I think a lot of people now who are super intelligent are not necessarily going to be using their minds or their influence or their position to really help influence people in a positive way. And I hope that that's what you guys have really started doing. If you guys are following and listening along this podcast, I've encouraged you guys to start having difficult conversations with the people that you care about. And really what I'm saying to do when when I tell you to do that is to try to influence people who are maybe weaker, for lack of a better way to put it, right? If people are struggling with addiction or depression or whatever it is, in a way, really what that is, is they are in a weaker, more vulnerable mental place than you might be currently. And if you're in that position of power, for lack of a better way to put it, then it is your responsibility to try to help them, help to influence their habits, help to influence their decisions, help to start to show these people that they can do it that you can help them improve their situation just from your influence and from your positivity. And when I first started the gym, I was coming out of an elite military unit where we really just only took in high performers. I only dealt with high performers, and I was kind of stuck in this little bubble. And for those of you guys who have been around friendship and then you go to for Elise Armitage she just went to Kings Island and we had this conversation but you go out into the public or you go to the zoo and you're just kind of stuck around all of these healthy positive upbeat high performing people who are actively trying to improve themselves with every ounce of their being they're trying to you know further their career further their their intelligence further their physical fitness really maximize every minute of their day. And that's who you spend your time around. Then you go out into the public and you see, you know, more laziness, more, you know, sodas and junk food and not taking care of themselves. And, and it starts to really kind of open your eyes a little bit. And when I came out of the military, I opened up the gym, and the people who started to come in at first were a lot of high performers and people who were really kind of out to, you know, improve themselves. And even if they might not have been somebody who, you know, was the most physically fit person in the world, that wasn't necessarily what I cared about. That wasn't necessarily what uh, I call a high performer. But what they were were a bunch of people who were just willing to, in their mind, accept the fact that. Everything that they want is going to take work and that they can accomplish anything that any other human being can accomplish if they really set their mind to it and they work on the habits and they dedicate themselves to it. What I couldn't handle and something that I still struggle to this day with is people who come in with the mentality of I'm not good enough. They sit and they actually think and say those words out loud. I'm not good enough. And it makes me sad because I think somewhere along the lines in society, people have taken a toll on that person and really convinced them that that's the truth. Convinced them that you're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're weak. You're out of shape. You're fat. You're whatever it is. And they start to believe that of themselves. That's who I am. And when they start to get around people who are really ready and willing to help them, guide them along the path to defeating that thing, the only thing standing in their way is their own self-belief and the stories that they tell themselves. And when Grant and I sat down and started remaking the fitness pyramid, we knew that the only thing that was really holding us back from helping people meet their goals was their own mentality. We knew that if somebody came in with the right attitude, And they worked on what we told them to work on, that they were going to drop massive amounts of body fat percentage. They were going to lose weight. They were going to get stronger. In two or three years, they were going to be back squatting their body weight or more. They were going to be snatching. They were going to be sitting in the bottom of squats. Their mobility was going to be better. They were going to have more confidence. They were going to be strong. They were going to be consistent. And health and fitness was going to be a way of their life. We knew we could achieve that for anybody. And that's awesome. That was how we kind of knew that we were being successful in what we were doing. But the back end of that was, who can't we help? What is our barrier of entry? And who are the people that we are just absolutely unable to reach? And when we started asking that question to the coaches, it came back unanimous. It was people who don't believe in themselves. People who have convinced themselves that I'm not good enough. I can't do that. They come in our doors and they find our website. They maybe see a blog post or somebody else's Instagram post or something along those lines. Something spurred them on to fill out our contact information or a friend maybe convinced them to come in. And for a moment, at one in the morning sometimes, and you'd be shocked how many times this happens. But at one in the morning, they've had that moment where maybe for just a second, they believe in themselves. And so they fill out our contact form. And you'd be amazed that maybe the next day, they go to work, and we give them a phone call, and we sit and talk to them. And I'm always excited to talk to new people. And whenever we make that phone call, you will it's amazing. Not even 12 hours later, they've gone to work, and they've gotten back into that habit of, Oh, I can't. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, last night I was just, I was kind of scrolling on the internet and, you know, I saw your, saw your post and thought, you know, maybe, maybe I could do that. But you know, now that, now that I'm into it, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to come in like three times a week. Like you guys are going to ask me to eat healthy and, you know, sleep. And I can't do that. Like, that's too hard. Or, you know, I work too much or, you know, I've got kids or I've got X and Y and Z excuses. And they're all sitting there at the ready because this person uses that excuse or those excuses for everything. And if you guys have ever been around people like this, they get stuck and they're stuck in a job and they're stuck in a way of life and they're stuck in these habits and they just constantly over and over and over deflect anything, any discomfort, anything that's going to pull them slightly out of that little bubble that they live in, that unfortunately for them, that's a bad bubble. That's an unhealthy, bad habit bubble. And these things kind of scroll across them every day that are opportunities. And that might be a job opportunity. It might be something professional. It might be an educational opportunity, right? Now you can go to college on your phone, right? If you don't have a college degree and you're stuck in a job and you think, oh my gosh, I can't, I could never go back to school. My work so much. Life's so crazy. You literally can pick up your cell phone and you can go to college on your cell phone. Moreover, we all have access to the internet now at an uncommon amount. Again, on your cell phone, walking around with you every day. If you truly want to become a subject matter expert on anything, I think that you can get about 90% of the way there just on the internet in a matter of months. If you just sat down and read for an hour, an hour and a half on the internet every single day, whatever you wanted to learn about, you can literally go and be a subject matter expert. Once you learn the base knowledge of it, awesome. Go and start shadowing somebody who does that. Let's let's take car engines, right? something that I don't necessarily know much about or anything about. I could sit here and I could study for the next two or three hours today and then I could do that every single day when I woke up. I could learn almost everything there is to know on YouTube and blog posts, be an expert and then go to a mechanic and start actually watching him do that and shadow and intern and learn from that mechanic because practical application and uh, you know all the things that we kind of learned in the idiosyncrasies of our job you know just bang it with a hammer is (laughs) the way that was what Grant was telling me the other day with drywall work as I was trying to figure out some new drywall stuff he said yeah you know what I've found is best just bang it in with a hammer and then put a little more mud on it and you'll be good to go those little things are what you can only gain from experience. No expert video or blog post is going to tell you that stuff. But after a year, you can apprentice and you can learn. And you have no limits. All of a sudden, I could I could go and be a car mechanic. Totally change what I'm doing, right? Let's say I'm unhappy with being a, a personal trainer. Just go and start studying. You can change whatever you want to change. The problem is, is people start telling themselves in their head like, uh, cars are cars are really complicated. you know, I could never quit my job and start to move on to something else because I've worked so hard to get so much upward mobility to be where I'm at right now. Yet that person is consistently unhappy. and who cares at all about what you've accomplished if you're unhappy? You can be the CEO of a fortune 500 company. If you're unhappy, who cares? about your upward mobility, great, you've made it, you've succeeded, you've won this finite game, but you've lost the infinite game, and for those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about infinite and finite games, I highly, highly recommend going and watching the Simon Sinek video at Google, where he talks about infinite and finite games. It's uh, I shared it a while ago on the Facebook page. I think it's one of the most influential and important things to watch, both for health and fitness and nutrition, but also just for life and your career and truly understanding how to set real goals, but why you're setting real goals. And so what we've found and what we know Is that if you are telling yourself a story strong enough to believe that you cannot achieve something, that your life is too crazy, even though I can show you a hundred, a thousand different examples of people who have it harder than you do, who came in in worse shape than you are, but who have succeeded nevertheless, if you cannot get past that, if you truly have gotten to a place of belief that you are, you know, incapable of changing, then you're beyond help. And you have to start with changing your belief structure. And that's why we put mental at the bottom of the pyramid is the first thing that you need to achieve. You have to understand that change and failure, although they are scary, they are the only ways forward and the only ways to success in almost anything. And what I know now as an entrepreneur is the more I fail, the more I can start to check things off my list that I don't need to do again. And the more change I accept into my life and the more failure that either comes with that or success that comes with that, change is growth. And what I want to try to think about now is what are the things in my life that I just haven't changed in years or months or weeks And start to dive into those and does it not need to be changed because I'm maximizing that? Something like my breakfast, right? I feel like I have gotten a breakfast that I enjoy and I can eat every single day for the rest of my life and is fully nutritious and fully healthy. And so, no, I don't think that I need to change that. However, when I look at my workout routine, I look at something like, okay, I've been doing, you know, five to six days of CrossFit. Every single week for the last 10 years, and I've gotten to a place where I am phenomenally fit, but I'm also pretty sore sometimes, and my mobility could improve, and my positions and my posture, and some of those things maybe necessarily haven't gotten as good as they could. So, what can I start to change? And this is the creation of Thrive Fit is I wanted to look at something that was maybe a little bit more movement focused? Can I get my posture better? Can I do some yoga, but also still do something to stay in shape? And so we start to look at that and ThriveFit might be a terrible failure. Somebody might, you know, people might just hate it, right? But I think there's a need for it in me and I saw that need. And so it's like, okay, cool, let's try it. And if it fails, it fails. If I don't get any better from it, then whatever, right? At least I tried. At least I know. At least I'm evolving and adapting and I'm not getting content and I'm not just sitting stagnant, seeing an issue and not addressing it. And this is true for so many people with nutrition, but it's also true for so many people in their careers and their job paths as well, is they get stagnant. They don't try anything new. They A lot of people in jobs, they take less initiative As they get higher in a company or as they maybe get more, you know, seniority or they stick with the company longer. And I look at now for, especially for my employees, it's like, man, how much initiative are you taking that initiative? That's change, right? That is the potential for failure. And they, my employees might do something that is like, I'm like, no, that is horribly wrong. Why would you ever do that? And then I always try to catch myself and it's like, yeah, but they were trying something new. They took that risk of failure and they tried to change something for the better. And that needs to be rewarded more than anything because that's everything. That's health and fitness. That's life. That's improvement. And so you have to start taking those chances. So we started with talking about what Chris Pratt was talking about, right? How can we influence? And I think the first thing that you guys need to think about, and this can be our homework for tonight, is what are things in my life that are stagnant, that I am literally telling myself some bullshit story about the fact that I can't change it? Is it my schedule? Is it my sleep patterns? Is it what I'm eating? Is it my job? Is it my stress? Is it my being a parent? What is it that I have convinced myself of that is just too hard to change? And then take a step back from there and think, are there other people that are doing this? Or are there other people that maybe have it harder or worse off than I do, but have made it into better circumstances, right? If I can't make it to my son's baseball games, then does there exist a parent who is in a worse off situation? They're a single parent working a full-time job and they are still nevertheless busting their ass and taking their time off of work or telling their boss, look, this is a non-negotiable for me that I have to be at my son's baseball game. If you aren't willing to go to your boss and say that, then, and, and that is actually a priority for you, right? That's important. That is something that you do actually want to go and do then you need to take a good hard look at who you are as a person and what you stand for and your values. Because your boss should be somebody who supports you in living a better life. That is why you're at that job, is to earn a paycheck so that you can live a better life. And if they're not supportive of you of that, then as I've told you many times, you need to find a new job. Let's take it to health and fitness, right? If I start saying, man, I really want Washboard abs. But right now, I'm, you know, 28% body fat and 40 pounds overweight. But I've always wanted washboard abs. Well, first think about am I convicted? Is that a value? Is that something that I really want to achieve? And why do I want to achieve it? Okay. And if you actually come to the conclusion that that is what you want to achieve, it's not just actually you know, I want to meet a boy or a girl and, you know, I want to look really good on the beach with my shirt off for the gram, but it is actually something that you want to achieve just to prove to yourself that you can do it. Go and start looking. Is there somebody who was 35% body fat and a hundred pounds overweight who got to a place where they had a six pack abs and there are, and I would be happy to point you to those. So it is achievable. Okay. What did that person do to achieve it? Right. Right. What do I need to sacrifice? What non-negotiables do I need to put in place that will get me to that end? That's the question. So it kills me sometimes when people tell us these goals and then we start talking to them and they let something like staying late at work make them miss a workout. Right. And that's fine if you tell me that your priority right now is upward mobility in your career and your profession. You want to get to a place where. You can support your family and you can purchase a home and you can do these things and you love your job and you want to get to a place where you're just kicking ass and taking names. You're you're showing initiative every day. You're trying and you're failing and you're you're doing these things to improve yourself as an employee in your company and that's your main goal and you want to come to us just to make sure that while you're doing that, you have some stress relief and you know that you know, taking care of your mind and your body will ultimately make you a better employee, right? That's a different conversation. But if you tell us, you know, hey, you know, I'm on the brink of having type 2 diabetes and, you know, I'm 35-40% body fat and I really, you know, I'm borderline have an alcohol problem because I drink two or three beers six, seven nights a week and you aren't willing to go to your boss and say, look boss, I'm having some serious health issues right now and I'm young and I'm seriously worried about the fact that if I keep going on this path that I'm going to die young and I'm going to do that all to work myself into the ground for a job and I need to start putting a non-negotiable in place that I need to come in 15 minutes late because I need to make the 6:30 a.m. class at my gym. And I need that to be a non-negotiable. I need that to be something that I hit no matter what. And we have people in the facility that have done this. And they have gone to their bosses and told them, I am willing to get fired over this. This is truly a non-negotiable for me. And we need to do whatever. Look at my employment agreement, change our terms. But I need to be out of here by 5.45 p.m. so I can make the last class of the day at my gym. That's a non-negotiable for me. In those first steps, obviously, you're putting yourself out there. That's change. There is an opportunity for your boss for you to show you complete failure, to say you are fired. Right? I want only people who don't give a shit about themselves and who want to work themselves into the ground for this company. And you know what? I would tell you, obviously, that you're coming out on top on that. But you have to be willing to go out on that limb to take that chance. But that's where it starts. That's where that's where every tough decision, every major change, every positive habit, everything that we are going to look to put in place absolutely has to start with achieving your mental place first. And that means self-belief. You cannot go into anything that you need to change or that you want to change without having that underlying understanding and belief in yourself that you can do something. Never go into anything. Never go into a boss, a career field, college, blah, 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 and say, oh, I just don't know if I can do that. There is always somebody in a worse off situation who has actually accomplished what you are trying to accomplish. So when you say that, you just come across as a quitter or somebody who's just not actually convicted enough to make that change. And when you walk into our doors, I know that if somebody comes in and they had that moment where for just a second, they believed that they could lose the weight, fix their diet, become a healthy person. And they send in that email request that it's there. And so now it's just like, Helping you understand that you you do want to make that change. And yes, it's going to take sacrifice. And yes, you're going to fail. And yes, it means exposing yourself. But ultimately, that is the only way to actually achieve the things that you're talking about or saying that you want to do. So when I start to look around now at people at the zoo or at King's Island or people who are not living their best life, right? They are lazy and unmotivated and basically what I look at now is the stories that they are telling other people about themselves, the way that they think about themselves and their self-belief has been unfortunately tainted too far by the people around them and by society and they haven't gotten to a place yet where they understand their values and they understand their non-negotiables and they understand what's truly important to them and they've basically quit or given up. And it sucks. It's really, really sad, honestly. Like, it's, I feel terrible for people in that boat. And it makes me want to help them. Unfortunately, as much as I have tried, and believe me, I've tried to help people in that situation, you can't do it. They're like addicts. They are addicted to negative self-belief, to self-deprecation. And sometimes they even get to a place where that self-deprecating humor or that negativity starts to become like who they are. And you guys have maybe met somebody like this where they like to laugh and joke about the negative things in their life, about basically being borderline depressed or killing themselves with their health and fitness. And I think if you know what you're looking at, it's really transparent and again, I think it ends up being one of those things where, you know, I try to always get back to a place of positivity and tell people that, yeah, I, I can tell that that's what you believe. And I can tell that's the story you're telling yourself in your head. But it's bullshit. It's not true. You have convinced yourself that. And I deal with this all All the time when we're out to restaurants or I meet people's families or whatever it is, and they just say, Oh, I can never do that. That's so hard. I don't understand. That's so crazy. Blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah, I can tell that you believe that. I can tell that health and fitness hasn't found a place in your life yet. But it's not because you can't, and it's not because your schedule, and it's not because of your kids. It's because of the bullshit that you have forced yourself into believing because you don't understand the purpose of it yet. You don't understand your values and you don't understand that it needs to be a non-negotiable, just like your kids need to be a non-negotiable, just like sleep needs to be a non-negotiable, just like stress management needs to be a non-negotiable. Love and gratitude and hard work and all these other things all need to be non-negotiables because we know that those are the things that are going to lead you to a life that's long and capable and full of laughter and smiles and happiness and all these things that are just not being found by the majority of people anymore. So if you guys have a lack of self-belief, start taking some of these steps to changing the way that you talk about yourself or that you talk about those things that you know you need to change. If you guys feel like you're pretty dialed in on this, you're really positive in the way that you talk to yourself. You're really positive in the way that you talk to other people. You're taking initiative in your job and in your education, and you're going out on limbs, and you're taking chances, and you're failing. If those things are dialed in and in place, then you need to start being a humble influencer. And if you're strong, remember then you need to protect people. You need to start getting to the place where you start to show some of those people the right ways. And it probably needs to be gentle at first, but you need to be somebody that stands for that value and somebody who can really help people, guide people to the right path. If you guys know somebody or somebody popped into your head that has maybe told you, ah, you know, I'd love to get in shape, but I could never do that might sound different. It might sound something like, oh, I wish I could eat healthy every day or I wish I could go to the gym like you do. Or you know, they say something when you're eating healthy at work and your reaction might be something like, God, I hate how Susie's always asking me about my healthy foods and is always like, you're not going to have cake today or you're not going to have pizza. What did you bring your lunch today? And it comes off like this snooty jealous or like they're giving you shit and I have people tell me all the time it's like yeah people at work always give me shit for bringing food and it's like yeah have you ever stopped and thought about that for a second have you ever thought maybe that person's crying out for some help maybe you could help that person maybe you could show them how you started to eat healthy and you could start to talk to them about the steps that it takes and what that's done for you that might be a motivating thing to that person you might inspire them To start on a serious path that could change the rest of their lives. And you have that power. And that might be the moment for that conversation. And so if somebody did pop into your head, make sure that you follow up. Make sure that you start to maybe have some of these conversations. If you guys are a strong person and a humble influencer, then this can be kind of your call to action to maybe start taking some initiative in these conversations and maybe start failing, right? Worst case scenario, you try to help somebody and you fail at it. These are the ways that you and I and the people around us can start helping to influence our community into being full of happier, healthier families and people and employees and co-workers. And I know that that's a world that we all want to spend our time in. And for those of you guys who really hate a situation in your life. Maybe you hate your job. Maybe you are unhappy with your family situation. A lot of times, if you really take a step back and think about it, it's because the people surrounding you in those situations are maybe full of a little too much negativity, or they are maybe actively, even worse, trying to bring you down to not believing in yourself. And they're trying to convince you of stories like, you can't eat healthy, you can't stick to that, you could never change, you could never do this or that, and people who say that stuff, like, oh man, they, they just, they, they need to be punched in the face, man, that's like, you should never say that to somebody, like, you should never be that negative to somebody, you should only be able to tell them and, and uplift them and tell them what it's gonna take for them to achieve that goal that they want, Right? I might have the most you know, overweight 400-pound person say, I want to make it to the CrossFit Games. I'm never going to laugh and tell him you could never do that. That's ridiculous. Travis Williams, he did it basically. If you look at his story, he was addicted to stuff and he was super overweight. And now he works his ass off and goes to the CrossFit Games every year. It's awesome. It's happened. And it can happen. So never sit there and say that. You never know. So let's get out there, let's be the strong people in our community, let's, uh, let's live those words from Chris Pratt that were awesome, and start being the humble influencers, start being the strong people, protecting people in our community, start seeing if we can turn Kings Island and Cedar Point and the zoo into places that are full of strong, happy, healthy, confident, amazing people. Thanks guys.